You're listening to Scariff Bay Community Radio and Local Media This Week, the programme where we look at the print media here in County Clare. We've got the Clare Echo and the Clare Champion, and we give our take on that. The programme is sponsored by Ruth Griffin Photography, Ruth from Fecal. The uh, panel that's uh, around the table today are the, the usual panel that we have. Um, John S. Kelly, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, James. And you're very welcome. Thank Pat you. O'Brien, you're welcome also. Thank you. David Fleming. David, good to see you. Good to see you, David. And uh, Luke Fleming, who usually uh, twiddles the knobs and turns up the sliders and things while we're here. But... Uh, Today, he's doing that, but he's joining us as well. So we'll trying, trying to keep control on you. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be able to tell us today rather than just wave at us, okay. but you usually do. Okay, anyway, that's the, um, that's the line-up we have here. So I suppose looking at the Clare Echo, and we look at the front pages first, and on the Clare Echo, salmon may be lost after fish massacre. And that was... Uh, a fish kill up in North Clare in en- around the Ennistymon area. As if they didn't have it, you know, badly enough up there in yes. the tourist trade. Okay. So, I mean, it's a huge, Jim, a, a fish kill. Yes. One of the largest we've ever had. Yes. There's up to 2,000 fish may yeah. have and, died. And you see all the different varieties. Okay. Okay. How, question, big question is, how did it happen? So we're all agog, waiting for the first revelation. Do you have any ideas? Well, I, I don't say any is that they have to have, to have um, samples of the, of the water sent away to, to find out uh, what has actually killed the city. There's a, a rusty red colour was first spotted in. So it's obviously say some sort of uh, pollution from, some, from somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, uh, they say here, the inland fisheries people, Inland Fisheries Ireland is not in a position to confirm the specific cause of this fish kill at this early stage, but our investigations are continuing. IFI, the state agency responsible for the protection and conservation of freshwater fish and habitats, reminds the public that uh, that they can report instances of fish kills, pollution or illegal fishing nation- nationwide by calling its confidential number. Look up the website. Mm. But um, it is serious. The pictures are... You know, there, there, there's a picture here on page 22 showing showing a sample of the fish killed. A lot of eels mm-hmm. uh, on display there, um, a lot of trout, a lot of salmon. Um, it's a whole 2.6 kilometres stretch of the Bally McRaven River was affected. Yeah, obviously off that river it came and it is, that joins the, the Iona River to flow down yeah. to Iona Simon. Yeah. Mm. It's very sad. Very, very sad. Uh, and uh, by the way, it's the Mayfly up. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. Oh, he is. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I yeah. got bitten anyway this evening. Eamon <laughs> <laughs> Giblin was the on Mayfly, that. The Mayfly doesn't. Uh, uh, well, something bites anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, Eamon Giblin was on <laughs> Saturday Chronicle last yeah. week. He was yeah. heading out. He was heading out. In fact, he yeah. nearly forgot to come in. Mm. He was in such a rush out. And yeah. I don't know, uh, is the Mayfly on uh, just on the lake or on the rivers? But there was a fisherman um, on the uh, on the Scariff River there uh, down by the park. As I was walking the dog uh, this week. Yes. Yeah. Okay, we'll go on. Mainly on the lake. Uh, Mainly on the lake, Mainly I suppose. Lake. Yeah. We'll, we'll stay with the Clare Champion, uh, a photograph, oh, sorry, the Clare Echo, a photograph there on the front page. Jim, before you, before you go away from the, the, the um, fishing, the, the fishing, the mayfly. Yes. I wasn't, I wasn't a wet year, year here 
before J.J. Bogler asked me, would I like to experience a mayfly fish? Now, I had never fished for mayfly. It went dapping, John. Dapping, yeah. yeah. So he said, we'll go tomorrow. Now, whatever day of the week tomorrow was, presumably it was Saturday. I wouldn't be out of school uh, otherwise. And so uh, he didn't tell me that it could be quite windy, rain could come up, and the temperature would go quite low. And a true idiot I was, I was totally and completely unprepared. We were just out about a half an hour. The wind was blowing, the temperature was dropping, and the rain came. And I knew well that, uh, from others telling me, that you didn't go out for a half an hour. <laughs> you were out for, <laughs> for the day. Three hours. And we didn't get even a rise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that answered the question, did you ever become a mayfly fisherman? And the answer is no. no. I, I could give you um, one of uh, David's famous, Corkonian's famous phrase, John, uh, fail to prepare, prepare, prepare to fail. fail. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, staying on the front page of the Clare Echo, a photograph there, and I must say I was very sad uh, when I read that this man had died. Oh, yeah. um, Gabriel Moylan, mm. and and if if you're around if you've been around Ennis yeah. at all much, you will have yeah, seen amazing, Gabriel. Yeah. And uh, every Holland game, every Holland match, uh, the player that played that he was at it. He was at and it. He'd be all dressed up. It's no relation, you or Jim, because you look very akin. <laughs> <laughs> no, Gabriel was was he was a magpie. He was from Clarecastle. Yeah. But um, I first encountered him. I'd say maybe thirty years ago. He worked in Quinsworth. And when we do our shopping in Quinsworth, he was a general uh, operative, you know, and he would be sweeping the floor or uh, yeah. like a maintenance man. Yeah. And But he was the most friendly man you ever met mm. and very distinctive with the mullet and long hair yeah, down yeah. to his shoulders. Mm. And he would always talk to our children and, and they look forward always to meeting him. And did you get a, a percentage? no. <laughs> I did not, but he was a lovely guy. Yeah. And and since he retired, he would have been seen around Dennis regularly. Even last Christmas, my daughter met him in Ennis and reminded him of uh, the um, the time when he, she was young. Yeah, he must have gone certainly because I, I see him in Ennis there about maybe a couple of weeks ago, about yeah. two weeks ago. I think he was only in hospital for maybe a yeah, week or, yeah. or less yeah. even. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, okay, that's anyway. May he rest in peace, Gabriel. Uh Onto the Clare Champion, and you're looking at it there, David, a reference to a war zone. War zone prompts nurse exit claims. Yeah, um, the story by Dan Danaher here, it's the normal story that we're getting. We know Dan concentrates on, has concentrated his journalistic um, focus on, on the dire situation in our hospitals. And this is just the ongoing saga, I suppose. Difficult working conditions for stressed out nurses in the overcrowded emergency department at University Hospital Limerick has prompted claims some of them are retiring early or have quit nursing. Councillor Mary Howard has been told nurses are leaving UHL, UHL exhausted after their shifts, while some of them have left the profession to safeguard their own mental health and for family reasons. And it, it's being equated to a war zone. and. It's not too surprising, I suppose. We know the long hours that nurses work. Um, but that's, man that's manageable. I mean, you think about it, David. I mean, it's a question of filling 
the void with, with human beings called nurses. Do you know? It's on I mean, page three as well of the Clare Champion. There's yeah, a full page, full page yeah, yeah. devoted to it. And so I, I mean, suppose it goes back to Mary Harney's um, idea of overhauling the overhauling the whole system here in, in the Midwest. Yeah, she, she, she was in charge when... when, um, when oh, she was in charge when... Um, when the, we say the University Hospital uh, uh, was... was um, was, um, you're, you're basically uh, past what, when Nina and Ennis were Ennis, shot for 24 hours, yes. Ennis, I believe Mike was made a, 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 a centre of excellence. Centre of excellence, yeah. I, irony and comes. we bought into that, didn't we? We bought into it, well, that, we were told that was, the, that was to be the, the going forward, the, the best solution. Yeah. And uh, now we're here maybe 30 years later. Well, uh, well it, it took 14 years, Pat, at the end of the article there, Dan has. Fast forward to April 23, when Health Minister Stephen Donnelly Fianna Fáil admitted, quote, mistakes, unquote, were made implementing the controversial removal of 24-hour A&E in Ennis and Nina Hospital in, in April 2009. So what confidence can you have when it takes them 14 years to admit they made a mistake that they're going to do anything about it anytime soon? None. No, hmm. they, and they have no notion of... of they're, they're doing small bits and pieces, uh, piecemeal kind of stuff in Ennis and in Nina and St John's, but they're not, they're not making any effort to, 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 yeah. to, there's to no, go back. There's no proper planning. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no proper planning or, mm-hmm. you know... You can talk about it all you want, which we have a great tradition of doing. Indeed, yeah. we're talking about it here, but we're not the ones responsible for making the decisions. Mm. And then making out reports. Yeah. I'd say that the Department of Health must be full of reports. There must be, but there, there must be a, a, a wardrobe full of them. From the word go, way back, there has been difficulty with regard to getting public agreement on how planning should operate. Now, the, the planners, generally speaking, the, the younger ones anyway will have done a degree in planning okay mm. now they're listening to lecture David you'll be well used to this now of course you'll be listening to lecturers talking about the environment who is actually uh, setting the agenda is it in the hands of one lady or gentleman who has a view about the planning and the environment which is drawn from their experience, of possibly of university, okay, and that's why there there's a constant clash, I think, with regard to planning, hmm. because it is the most undemocratic. You well, know. who said planning should be democratic? Um, the best planning in this country is when I get into trouble now for this. But you look at our look at all of our towns and our planned towns. And they were mostly done in the 18th to 19th century when one individual was in charge, usually the landlord or the landowner. And we get nice, clean now. You could argue that uh, a lot of people were rolled over at the same time to facilitate that planning. But other countries have managed to do it. Germany is a good example, or the Dutch are a pretty good example of how good planning operates to the benefit of society. I'm not sure what the problem is in Ireland. I, I don't know whether it's the education. that ma- Many of our plan- UCD, Belfast, they're the two big planning schools yeah, in the yeah, country. Yeah. Not, not all of our planners, unfortunately, do go to those places yeah. because in, a, in the council environment, you get promoted based if you're an engineer or something else. That might be changing. Um, That's would, very would important. The, would the criteria for planning not be set by, by the by politicians? Policy. 
by policymakers. Which is politicians. Well, you might think it is, but the politicians ultimately agree to it and endorse it, but it is generally written by the civil servants. Yeah, but the politicians are half the problem. Yeah. Exactly, and there's another story in the paper. They're not hearing you, Luke. And uh, uh, there, there is another story in the paper. They want I think it all. PJ, PJ Kelly, this is another incident. I know we're moving now from health, but as planning was raised, um, there's another rather emotive headline uh, on page six of The Echo, which says, West Clare sentenced to death and farming families will be the new homeless. I think there's sort of sensationalism that I don't like anyway, but his argument is that uh, P.J. Kelly, Councillor P.J. Kelly, um, was, were, are saying that the planners are out of control. My words rather than his, but I'm paraphrasing him. Yeah. Uh, because certain individuals can't get planning permission to build houses on the N68. The Rush Road. The main yeah. Kilrush Road. Now, why is that? It's because Transport Ireland... Uh, Transport Infrastructure Ireland have uh, objected to them and their objections have been upheld. I presume they are saying that there are too many houses on the road and therefore it's causing a... uh, And if there's more, it could cause problems with... Well, it's a busy road. Yeah, and and, and, and so so there probably are certain criteria factors that... If you put more houses into a place, the road gets more busy, more dangerous. Infrastructure Ireland might want to come up with a bit more money and 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 do uh, and do a job in the Kilgush Road because the Kilgush Road is in disgrace. Some you know, mm-hmm. outside yeah. Gallagher, but you see, it's you just a, a bad a bad a bad road. Exactly, I agree with you. One one of the issues, of course, is we built houses along very small roads back in the past, in the last 60, 70, 80 years. Now we can't widen those roads because the houses. Are on top of, them. In top of the road. Could we give a bit of oxygen to PJ Kelly's, you know, mm. observations made there? He's pointing out to us. That's okay. exactly now, John, what he wants. And well, of course, the media is is delighted that he he makes such sound bites, and delighted that then we pick it up on him. Because do you know what it is? It's another example of a total lack of planning. Yeah. And common sense over the years. Well, the the, the thing about the about the PJ's point, he says. Take the, the roadway in question, which where plan where building is not allowed. Mickey Murphy, he's a ghost figure. Mickey Murphy is getting on in years. He's a farmer. And he is in need of, uh, you know, further support. But the son has been away for the past two or three years. And he decides to come back. Tell about the father. Of course, he wants to build a house. Why does he want to build a house? Because why can't he move into the house with his dad to look after him? With his wife. He happens to have a wife and a couple oh, of children. Oh, well, that's well. that's a bit different. Yeah. <laughs> so now, well, can you see it in from, fairness... Can inf- you see it, I can see it from his point of view, but can you see it from the public's point of view? I can, because, in fact, it's going to denude that particular stretch of population. So any village along the way there... It's going to make the road... that Those children... Likely, you know, it's a busy road. We know there's yeah. a lot of houses. Most roads are, are yeah, but then in the last twenty or thirty years, John, all the houses that were granted permission that may have been relative to people that weren't local to the area. So, yeah. and if they hadn't been granted, that man might be able to yeah. build. Because yeah. I think there is priority given to yeah. um, you, you, farmers. You, you look at the road between Scarif and Killaloo. Yeah, Scarf no, and Killaloo. We say down around the Gunnel, there's no new houses going to be built down there. Yeah. 
Yeah. But, I mean, but why, but Luke, would you say? Why, why is that? Special area conservation or, uh, you know, the view of the lake. But that, if you built 20 years ago, you were all right. But not now. There will be built in around Ogunla village because it's a zone for, for housing and mm. county development. Plan. Oh, it is, mm. yeah. In around but the I wonder, village. does anyone think of the, the rural person? That's what I Ke- mean, Kelly is made. I live out the country in a rural road and there are other houses around me, and I greatly value my neighbours, you know, and the community that lives quite close. Yeah. Um, I it's mean, the I, lifeblood of yours. It is the lifeblood of the area. But you, we, we can't keep building in the countryside. Because then we'll have no more countryside. Yeah, you no couldn't no. call it a countryside. You can call it a suburb if you like. Yep. I well, know, David, it's a bit rich to be talking about yeah. a suburb for West Clare. Hmm. You know, you're talking small numbers. Of well, 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 you're not you, talking about Palatine or Corbin. If a string of houses along a, a, a road, there are quite many. And that a mistake in planning from the 1970s onwards in this country, it's, there's a special name for it. Um, I, we, a linear we, type we, of linear, ribbon development. Ribbon development. Yes. Ribbon development. You're, you have all sorts of consequences. The, one of the consequences is... Um, the roads can't be upgraded ever in the future. Mm. Um, the second consequence is you have to provide services to all. And they won't provide the services, as we know, because we can't afford it. Uh, the, 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 the Irish water, Ishka Aaron, you know, can't provide services to every house in the country. No, but most people that I know living again, going back to our little community on the, the top road, they drill for water themselves. I'm talking and about sewerage, really. Yeah. Um, but I, I take the point about water as well. You, you drill your own water and then you have to hope that your neighbours don't spread slurry or whatever was put into the Bandy McRaven River mm. doesn't get into your water supply. Um, so there are all sorts of consequences. So what, are you, what essentially are you saying, therefore, in relation to... I P- say PJ there, ha- there has to be a stop put to, to, P- to uncontrolled motion. development. But you were oh, yeah, and I, I, I would, agree. I agree with that, that too. But I would have it controlled in the sense of maybe grouping houses together you know, in rural areas mm. rather than just spreading houses around. But I, I think it's, it's, it would be a huge mistake to say no more building yeah. in this area mm. because we yeah. want to keep... Well, now, Dutch. nobody is suggesting that. What Kelly is talking about is a road. He's actually only mentioned two people looking for planning permission. Well, he says in, 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 in the village of the CKC. So, uh, the now, the if you read that very carefully, they're living in... The village, but where yeah. are they looking for planning permission? Okay, the the Dutch model, I don't know, maybe this mm. which uh, relates to what you're just saying there. In rural society in Holland, predominantly, the farmer lives in a village and goes out to work. Okay, now I have no difficulty with that model. Uh, you know that you you permit. Well, I'm not now advocating that. That that is a historic thing where the where Holland became one of the most urbanized uh, countries in Europe from the from the 18th century. Yeah. It had more people living in towns and villages in the 18th century than any other country in Europe. Uh, then you have the shift in it. That only happened in this country in the 20th century. Do you know what hmm. they probably have in planning, John? Or in Holland, John? Good planning. Yeah, they do have good planning because I'll tell you why. Their space is so limited for the yeah. size of their population. Yeah. We, we feel we can go anywhere and do anything because we're a relatively small population. But in time, and because there isn't any planning, we could have a population of 20 million people. Yeah. And do we want all of them? 
Everywhere. I'm going to have mm. to move you on because you yeah. want to talk about <laughs> but Just before we go, Luke, I frustrated yeah. uh, Mr. Kelly uh, told the meeting that only 27 of the 163 leaders in Dolly were present when the civil servant proposed was rob- when the proposal was rubber-stamped. Yeah. So actually it was a, a, a civil servant uh, proposal that was rubber-stamped inside in the door. Pat, Please, let, let, let but your, but let every, every piece of legislation is written by a civil servant, not wait, the politicians. Wait, the politicians wait, have the, to agree to it. The, the, the politician. Yeah, the politician votes, yeah. okay, to accept or otherwise the, the proffered solutions to problems given to them by the actual civil um, servant. Yeah, in this case, and Patty just mentioned it, which you, you, you conveniently overlooked. <laughs> in, in this, in this, in this particular case, there were thirty-seven TDs in the doll. Yes, yeah. and they made the decision. Yes, quite right. Should now, have? I have worked in the doll, uh, not as a TD. I've seen how the <laughs> doll operates. You don't go in for every vote, and when a vote, the whips manage the way the votes are conducted, so that all 166 of them or 67 don't have to turn up all of the time. Right. Well, 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 there's a bit of whipping going to be used here. <laughs> we have to move on. Yeah. Free line okay. one, I hope. Listen, I'll tell you. Today we're recording. Today is Sunday. But we recorded this program on Thursday evening, that, as we usually do. So we can't, we don't at this point know the result of yesterday's game between Clare and Watford. But what we, <laughs> what we do know is that it was on GEA Go. And it was the third uh, game, the third Clare match, our, our first game against Tipperary, then uh, the brilliant match against Limerick that we won and yesterday's game we're all on GA Go what is GA Go GA Go it's a streaming service a streaming service you my friend Michael on the valley yes it's an online uh, portal that you do you know Netflix do you know Netflix John have you heard of Netflix I'm listening. I'm, I'm asking. Yeah. No, have you have you heard of Netflix? Yes, it's the gay version of Netflix. Yes. You have to go GA online goes. and pay for your pay for your match. games. GA Go costs seventy nine euro per annum. So Mike 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 Murphy up in the in the valleys there. He'd want to have good broadband. If he's he good won't. broadband, he yeah. can subscribe well, to GA Go. Then he, he has to pay he, for it. Where is he likely to have good? Broad, broadband in Ireland. Well, uh, okay, Hans Mills anyway has good yeah. broadband, <laughs> and Tom Graney has good Wait broadband. Scarif has good broadband. Fiegel. But if you're up the if you're up the Schlieve Octies at the, the very t- at the very top of them, then you're you may not have. You but then you may have. because there's there's people or there's groups that yeah, do wireless yeah. broadband. So you put up a little dish in your chimney, and that. Picks but up but the other argument that the Tonishta made. That actually, Age Action Ireland criticised him, but I'm going to make it anyway. Is that some older members of society, some, not all, aren't entirely savvy with uh, online stuff? That's why I'm, I'm, I'm asking hmm. the question. Yeah, yeah. So if you're not savvy with online stuff and you haven't got someone to do that for you, and in a poor broadband area like Fecal, the most gay no, yeah. Fecal is a well, Fecal is getting better broadband, upgraded, channel. but Fecal coming. But Fecal isn't a bad. The Fecal Village is certainly well John, specified. Fe- Fecal was the first uh, part of East Clare to get proper broadband. Yeah, but sure, on the on oh, the back pe- in today. On, on today. Oh, yeah, I'd say rural areas of Fecal possibly, John. And they're most Gaelic. Most but in any event, those, those, oh, any area of the country that hasn't got broadband 
and got poorish internet, you probably won't in you probably wouldn't enjoy the experience of watching but the like match. You're no. not going to be there happy. Was, you're not no. going to be happy anyway. It was on no Sky problem. last year, and you were bitching about having to pay a subscription. It's on <laughs> GA Go now, and you're bitching about having to pay a subscription. Well, I, I think, and there's, I think there's, the issue though, never, Luke, they're is never happy. David, the only time they're going to be happy is when the Clare versus Cork game is on RT. (laughs) So you can't be given out about that. I suppose there's a couple of things. First of all, because the the inter-county season, you know, has been compressed. uh, So there are more games happening over a shorter period of time. So from that reason, RT couldn't possibly cover all the matches but Jim we, 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 so we got no games on Saturday evenings why, why didn't we get it to some of no. the, the hurling games the, the argument no. is that when the games to be shown were chosen some people would say that they they picked the good games and put them on mm-hmm. GA Go to yeah because they were going to and has, has have, have RTE or as I understand it and, I, and many of you knew this but I didn't RTE are shareholders in GA Bio yes. yeah, or Go are. The, the head of RTE so is, isn't is, that is, Pat is a shareholder like in the company isn't if I was in RTE sport wouldn't I be there and says let's put the very big games now on GA and we'll make a few bob oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's so has anybody heard what is the criteria for choosing games which go on RTE and visa and then on GA well, the, final, the finals have to be on RTE I think there's a pre there's a predetermined number that have to be yeah. on yes. you know I, th- I think the BBC do the and uh, they do the Gaelic uh, football Ulster final hmm. I think you know I we're, going to, we're going to Jim we have to mention the disaster that uh, 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 the Connacht final was and the Monster, Monster final. final because yeah. it and wasn't broadcast it no, the finals were on RT. The, the results were disastrous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a shocking standard. Oh. And the system which created that possibility has to be looked at again. Okay. Hmm. Well, no we're now we're now entered the realms of the rules of but, but getting back was. just getting back to GA Go just before we finish. Like the the GA owned the games. So the GA decide, no, Jim. The what? GA have the rights. Yes, because they're their yeah. games, and and so th- they decide whether they go on free to air yeah. or whether they go on GA Go. And yeah, you but know, it may be that. But do we know what the criteria we, is? We don't know. No. We'd like to know the criteria. Well, my point. We have a lot of. If we turn down the television on the Saturday evening, uh, like uh, last last week, last weekend now, and I've nothing against rugby, and I watch rugby all the time and watch the provinces, but on Friday night you heard Connors and Ulster. On Saturday, you were two uh, on, on TG Cahill. You were on Saturday, on RT2, you had two teams from South Africa in the quarterfinal of the URC, the Sawmills and somebody else, I forget who it was. And then you had Linster playing another South African team after that. And you Sharks. had at half seven, and you had Munster playing, playing Glasgow. Now, you had four rugby matches on on, on, the, on the Saturday between, between Chichi Kaha and uh, RT2. RT2. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Now, there are now, some uh, channels available, like yeah. the RT News channel, for example, yeah, channels and the Oireachtas channel, maybe. And, and, and Chichi Kaha. And haven't you TV3 or Virgin Media 1 or 2 or whatever? But they, don't, they haven't got the rights to it. And they weren't interested. And they, they weren't interested in uh, years. And uh, I don't know the fact that they weren't interested. The rights weren't offered, is my no. understanding, Pat, no, after the deal with Sky Finish. So basically, the rights weren't offered. So the why my, weren't my, they offered? Because if, if my understanding off. of it is, they start to say, "Oh, we'll put them all on GEA Go," oh, and yeah. who are the shareholders in GEA yeah, Go? I the GEA and RT. Their questions have to be asked about that. Mm. Well, I I would cede. I go back to a ceding 
for the provincial championships. Uh, no, no, John, the, yeah. the, that's a whole different uh, avenue. Different show. This is about the broadcasting of the actual games. I know right? that. I, pre- I, I, I okay. understand that the people will say that the hurling, the Munster uh, competition generally produces better games than some of the matchups in we'll say Leinster yes, yeah. right yeah. And, and sometimes in football that could be the same like yeah, the, the Leinster football championship is, is, yeah. is Dublin yeah. versus whoever they're going to you know yeah. kill this week but, but you, you're talking about the standard of the game that's the rules people John well, I know I'm fully yeah. okay with that. Are you saying if the rules change, then the broadcasting changes? It can, if if, if, if it's a package. You hmm. know, that's, that's, yeah. It, it, it needn't be, once you, you actually decide. The structure has the to change. But I suppose the, the Clare games, yeah. Clare versus Tip, Clare versus Limerick, Clare versus Waterford, were always going to be good games. Good matches. They so were. why do you think RT chose not to broadcast those? Well, I think it was the GA chose because to put them on money. GA Go rather than free to air. Okay, why did the GA Pat thinks it's because they wanted to make more money? Why I, did, what do you think? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. They wanted to give their GA Go streaming service a big fillip. Now, how many, yeah. how many, just a question, Jim. How many times have we seen James Bond on uh, television? <laughs> yeah. There's a, a round of a man again. I've seen <laughs> James Bond about 40 times. Well, we but you must remember, Pat, there are some people who will not watch the GA and the, they mightn't watch James Bond either, but and, and they need alternatives. A huge amount of rubbish on, 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 on a lot of those channels. If you switch over mm. and check them. Yeah. One so one one man's rubbish now could be another man's Listen, we, we delight. We have TG Cahill and we have Belgian <laughs> two channels in it, and we have RT one and two, uh, like and, and the news channel. Should I'll tell you maybe a solution? Should RTE have a dedicated sports channel if they're broadcasting so much rugby and so much of all the other sports? Dedicated sports. That's probably easier to do now than it ever was. They might have someone might actually watch those. Mm-hmm. Okay, listen. Go on, on John S. A barn owl. Oh, the barn owl. You want to talk about a barn owl? Well, well I'm delighted to read uh, on page four. I see it looking. He's looking up at you there. On the what a beautiful photograph. Page four of the Clare Echo, John. Yeah, 16 nest boxes were uh, installed throughout Clare in the late 2022. The um, the nest boxes. Now, I can truly say it must be 40 years since I saw a barn owl. I might have heard the screeching sound of it uh, a couple of times, all right. Yeah. But they're the most beautiful bird. They've always mm. intrigued me. The capacity to turn, especially Don't as my own around. neck gets a bit, uh, you know, yeah. stiff. They can, can't turn it. Yeah, can they turn around Do fully? There's an appeal... Is it Birdwatch Ireland, in par- partnership with the Heritage Office of Clare County Council, undertook a survey of barn owls in the county, the result of which shows that the fortunes of this iconic farmland bird may be changing. The barn, as barn owls throughout the country, they have been absent for decades, but there's a, an interesting development. The numbers are on the increase. And there's an appeal in the article that, that by Stuart Holly. Stuart Holly, there's an appeal for, to all of us to, to take part in the redevelopment of numbers. And okay, at the increase in numbers. Yeah. And one is, one is, report to Birdwatch Ireland. Okay, if you see or hear one. Bernal, yes. Number two, if you're a farmer, you're a farmer, Jim. Now, okay, uh, I'm farmers, not, but go on anyway. Farmers are beginning to 
actually participate, you know, and put up nest boxes. Do you ever see a nest box, lad? I, well, I didn't see one from the bell now, no, I don't know what they look like. Yeah, mm. do you, David? Uh, mm. Well, well, well I, I, I know my own father put up, if you're part of Gloss or any other scheme, you are, you're given financial support to put up mm. nest boxes. So I've seen nest boxes. But again, like Pat, I haven't seen one for the barn now, which must be rather larger than the usual mm. one. Yeah. Well, on YouTube, it's good you, to see. If you go on YouTube, I think we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, uh, Birdwatch Ireland have uh, they have two cameras at a, and it's in County Cork somewhere in in North Cork oh. they didn't give the exact location but um, of, uh, inside you see the the sitting the the owl owl sitting on the eggs and then you see the entrance anyway Pat no, no subscription required. <laughs> but I'll tell you I will tell you one thing the only place I did see a barn owl was in Tomb Graney I never saw one in my home place of course yeah well I, I see a barn owl a couple of years ago before I, I closed the pub I was coming up, going home and, and a couple of occasions one night and it was a very moonlight night and actually I, I was cycling over and, nice night, and I was cycling back and the shine the, 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 my, my light and the light shone up and he was, about, he was sending and he was on a gate yeah. and, 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 and two occasions no. Yeah. They're fabulous up, creatures. Up the the, just above the pub. Okay, so lovely, instead lovely of GA Go, you can watch the Barn Owl on yeah. YouTube uh, <laughs> for Pat, free. What, what are we going to uh, play out on? Because we've, oh, we're, we've, we're we on guys? extra, extra time in have the first half. But Sean Keane died of the Chieftains during the week, so oh, we'll yeah. have uh, the Chieftains which won Puck Abrilla. Oh, okay, lovely. Sean Keane passed away suddenly the early in the week, so. Thank and you, Pat. the Chieftains. Er magwalan shir kon rohdi vora, ikem hots meg dalim mehel, he kasviram meg gomor kyoy, ak pakan kron se er bille. Hallelu, 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 am toker bille, hallelu. You're very welcome back. You're listening to local media this week on Scariff Bay Community Radio. And that was uh, to, rem- to remind us, the chieftains, which reminds us that uh, of the late Sean Keane, who, who died suddenly he's, during he's, the week. His dad was from West Clare. Is uh, that right? mother was from Blackford. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very good. OK, David. Have you a little story yeah, for yeah. us? Yeah, no, well, I spotted something in the, in the champion. I said I would test you out a little bit. Now, if I said to you, what do you think a mean Ross Scooby-Doo and a Spring Valley Speedy, what do you think they would be now? I know what they are. And the town are from Scarab. They are. Mean Ross is a townland in Mino. Yes, go on. You're on the right track. A mean Ross. And Spring Valley Speedy. Scooby-Doo. Mean Ross Scooby-Doo. There's two mean. But now, John. I'm guessing. Yeah. I presume a dog. Well, you're very close. <laughs> you're very right. close. They are fine-looking bulls. Bulls. And yeah. uh, they're the top breeders uh, top breeders for sale uh, at Ross Gray. And uh, as, as Pat was saying, I didn't know they were from Scarif, Old but... Um, what is it? Oh, the O'Grady's. The O'Grady's, yeah. Shawnee O'Grady from Scarif, from the herd of James and Sean O'Grady Scarif, came three outstanding bulls 
driving lots of interest from buyers in securing purchase. Very mean good. Ross Scooby-Doo. Right, we'll try and keep the bull to a minimum now and move it on. Just before we do, because John, you have 60 seconds coming up now. Uh, there's a nice picture on the front page of the champion, uh, four of a kind uh, picture right. from the other John, Kelly, uh, Paddy Fitzgerald at Clifton, Cora Finn and Chloe Keane at Killing a Boy with Chloe's quad lambs born to her pet sheep, Mo. Yeah. Mo had twins in her first year triplets the second, second year, year and quads this year so now no, John follow that <laughs> well I think I can it's on, a, it's on, on, on page 20 of the Echo uh, Burn Eye Photography has a shot of a, I would imagine what is a two and a half year old uh, child yeah. I'm inviting and they can, they can send us their response I'm inviting the actual public to decide what well, the photograph of the little child? Is she smiling or is she uh, a bit upset? Mm-hmm. I, you have to cover one eye each time you're making. And it's a bit like... Cover one of the child's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it'll remind you of the Louvre, the Mona Lisa, if you've ever been to it. Is the Mona Lisa laughing or is she upset? And that's the question. Depends which well, eye you cover. I suppose it depends on what the result was. That was a, a, a game, a Cusick Cup clash between St. Brickens and Corafin. That's Corofin. right. And she's and a Corafin supporter. Yeah. Well, so, well, viewers can can tell us on 089-258-2647 and we'll let them answers. know. Text in your answer, exactly. Okay, thanks, John. A lovely photograph. Um, we we normally cover East Clare items at this in part two, but a couple of things we didn't cover in part one. Uh, Abbey Street and the the whole Abbey Street saga, Luke in Ennis. It's, yeah. it's it's covered in both papers, I think. Well, it is, and I, I think it's maybe a, a, con- a combination and... I think a bit of common sense is starting to appear because uh, it's a little bit like John we referred to earlier about the sort of lack of, pro- lack of proper planning and consultation that took place. And it appears now, as the man says, uh, the natives have got a bit restless. <laughs> and uh, have, have uh, there's a Save Ennis Town Group, uh, page 14 and 15 uh, on the Echo. Uh, Park has uh, th- three very good articles on it. And uh, there's one in particular... Um, which I said would never be picked up by a national paper, but it's sort of part of what make local papers great. And the heading on it is traders disrespected by politicians who fail to attend. And it's Park has the article there, and it's basically names the people who did attend and who didn't attend, and the reasons given for it. I, and I, and and when they attended. And when they attended. Some I, half attended. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But I said I'm I'm not going to name names, but I said that part of the of the literature that is there is a great yeah. reason for giving the value of local journalism. Do you opinion. think, Luke? that this could have ramifications for local elections. Would these councillors, in in whatever capacity they are engaging with this question, will they have answers, will they have questions to answer on the doorstep in May next year? I think there's a possibility because we said, you know, silly season is, uh, is commenced. We're less than 52 weeks away now from the local elections. And if you look at, we'll say, this um, NS2040 DAC, Right. DAC now being it's, a private company but yeah. operating under the aegis of the council. Yeah, and it's a little bit like I think they may be sort of following in the footsteps of Limerick who mm. sort of had it. And it basically means, John, 
that uh, the council can't go and borrow money to do this yeah. type of stuff, but they can set up, they can be involved in setting up a company that can go off and do it. Mm. And mm. one of the first uh, items that was in relation to it was the proposed data centre, which has been controversial in its own way. And now you look at, we'll say, uh, the plans in relation to Ab- Abbey Street. And there was a meeting uh, last week um, I think the night which was on when we were recording last week and over 200 people attended. Now, yeah. uh, to get 200 people to attend uh, anything mm-hmm. nowadays is a fair achievement. It's a big crowd. A, yeah. a, a big crowd. And there is an awful lot of people. And what I, I took from it, and it's referenced in the champion as well, there are some of the businesses in Abbey Street Car Park that were at this meeting and spoke at this meeting and basically said they had received very little consultation in relation to plans and frankly it doesn't surprise me because it's a little bit like they set up these businesses uh, you know without proper planning or foresight and say this is what we're going to do the council go around and slap themselves on the back and say we're going to do X, Y and Z and they don't mm. talk properly to the local people concerned and they have already and they have already uh, put a white elephant down in the market well, yeah. uh, yeah. uh, just uh, there's been but the, pass, I don't know how many million there Do you think voters will 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 ultimately decide on this? You have you have some councillors who are already members of the Save Ennis yeah, Save Ennis Town Group, um, Councillor Johnny Flynn, various others, mm. and you have others who didn't turn up and who are who have uh, have adopted a public position supporting and are members of the board of uh, NS2040 DAC. Do you think it will affect them? Well, I suppose if it, if it carries on, it, it, it could have ramifications for, for, for some of the councillors. David, you, a question, a question to you. Mm. Again, I'm, I'm conscious of uh, County Clare is a, a wide enough county and what happens in Ennis is, of course, of general interest to us. Mm. But uh, listening to the debate, what exactly in a couple of sentences, can you tell us, is at stake in this Ennis problem? For the, for the businesses and the residents, they don't want to see Abbey Street Car Park, uh, a, a, a large business, a building, which will facilitate some sort of a business being put there. Um, it's not just a car park for Abbey Street, John. Yeah. It's, it's gives access to, to the rest of the town and yeah. parts of the town. Yeah. And you can drive in there and you can go shopping. You're, you're, you're yeah. Yeah, that's, now, that, that's that, going to be taken away completely. It's a sail, John, if you know it's straight across from the Queen's Hotel, you go in there. You know what we are turning left, right at the Queen's Hotel. And that car park there is going to be taken over by a big building and there'll be no more car parking mm-hmm. area in it. See, yeah. David Costello of Costello Estate Agents, uh, they'd have skin in the game because of memory serves right there. They have a building clo- close by. Yeah. Uh, David said he estimated the building that they're proposing would need to bring in up to two million in rent to avoid losing costs. Who will want their office headquarters in a town centre with no parking? Where will their staff and customers park? And then he says, where will HGVs get access to a shop almost the size of Tesco? So yeah. where would you, what would you say to that argument? You don't build it. Well, does Ennis need... Is the question, does Ennis need such a large building in in the middle of the town? Mm-hmm. To replace what, a car park. To replace a car park. Why does it need? Now, Limerick, the argument in Limerick, when the Limerick 2030 company established itself, their ambition was to build offices. 
because there was a shortage, as they argued, a shortage of office space in the city. And by bringing in that, you you therefore improve the local economy mm-hmm. um, by buying sandwiches, lunch, all of that sort of bringing bringing office life back to the city. Now, the big question is, w- will offices return after the pandemic? That's another question. But mm. have have the council or have Ennis 2040 made these arguments? What is the benefit to people like David Costello and the other residents? That's the well, question. The, 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 in, the, in their report, they were out this 2040. They said it was going to add 20,000 more people to the to Ennis. I, I, I don't know where they, where they pulled that out of the sky. Uh, if 20,000 more people come into Ennis, go shopping, where are they going to park? Mm-hmm. Could they not replace, could they not and incorporate a lot of parking in the building and Rise it up a bit, and that way keep the parking. Well, I think increase that, the parking. That, 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 you see, that solution, Jim, won't uh, receive universal uh, approval. Um, the height is a, the height is is a, a worry yeah. for Jim, some people. I suspect this story will go on and on and on, and I think if the politicians are not careful about it, they might see it on the doorstep in oh, May. I, I, I don't think I would say the, the Ennis area. It's yeah. going to be very interesting in yeah. relation mm. to it because yeah. I, 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 there's one. We have to move on because we're out of time. One last line, Councillor Flynn, who has spoken uh, about this, he pointed out the council does not have a good track record in building co- public car parks in the town. One expensive existing council built white elephant is more than enough in Ennis. Yes. There's your white <laughs> elephant, Pat. Listen, can we go on to clear tourism? Uh, last week it was all sweetness and light. We had reached an agreement, the councillors had agreed, and the millions were rolling in. But past, she's like a, a good cow, the, after giving a big bucket of milk, she might draw a kick at it. Parry is a big story here on, on, on page 8 of the, of the Echo. Um, historical agreement was not without one last battle. And uh, well, all the councillors and the officials are walking out there. They all look done. very happy. And yeah. did you notice, Pat, each of the councillors and the county manager are wearing the clear colours yeah, tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cahill Crona was wearing red and, and Timmy. Timmy Dooley has a, has a different colour, but they didn't get the memo, I'd say. <laughs> or their TDs, they, they don't have to wear them. No, no. And then... <laughs> Uh, I don't. Ellen, Ellen, Ellen What's Ellen, the problem? Ellen O'Gallan was a bit cheap at home because Michael <laughs> Begley is the, is the, is, the, is, is wearing of it. The Shannon Ministers and yeah. and he was there with his chain. But Pat, what is this one last battle they're talking about? Well, it is to do with a farm down in in 129.42 hectares of land within the environs of the folk park, which Shannon Group uh, holding on to despite the transfer. So I think they have come to an agreement that this, there was a bit of a standoff for two hours that they were preparing to sign, and there was a standoff over this 129 acres, 0.42 acres. And um, it appears now that uh, they have come to an agreement that the Shannon Group won't sell it, and that, if the, that the, the council will have first option of it at agricultural prices. 100, 130 acres, Pat. Hectares. I take, what's that in acres? That's you could multiply by two point something. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so say about 250? Yeah, you're talking, yeah. Right? You, you're talking, two, are you talking another two and a half million if it's yeah. 10,000 an acre for agricultural yeah. land? Yeah. 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 yeah, Well, it's expensive. Uh, but like the, the question is, what would they want to do with it? Now, the chief executive, Mr. Dowling, Pat Dowling, um, has great plans for extending it and doing all sorts of things with Bunratty. But the question is, what would you want to do with that extra land? 
Well, well it might, it might the, be the same question. The same, not quite the same question, but akin to it, rises when you talk about the disposal of the land around Flannan's College. You know, thinking long term, mm. is there a possibility it would be needed? Mm. The, 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 anybody looking at Ennis would say, yes, there's a need for it. No doubt all about it. Mm. It's obvious. Um, so you may not be able to specify exactly what we'll use it for. At but the it moment, yeah. No, that's fair a enough. A land bank. And that's a land bank. And at least it's secure. At least it's they're going to get the first yeah. offer if they want it anyway. Yeah. So I think that's reasonable. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that, that that land is on the, on the lower road there, you, on the, on the right-hand side, up at the back of the houses. Earlier. And there was plans there one time. And I think Mike Murphy, Marty, if I'm not mistaken, was involved in it. And they were buying it and they were going to uh, set up a golf course. But it never happened. Right. And I suppose maybe Shannon Development should might need a bottle of Shannon Heritage or something bought it from, yeah. from, from that group or something at the time. Okay, but we might we need to move on very quickly. So we've only about five mm-hmm. minutes or so left. Uh, okay. One of the things that we didn't uh, cover also, well, it's East Clare anyway, is uh, the refusal of planning for the wind farm in uh, O'Brien's Bridge. Yeah, that's area. on page four as well, uh, Jim, uh, on, the, on the champion. Jim, uh, also on page uh, 23 of the Echo in the Clean Ireland Recycling, uh, Pat Burke is in the news. Uh, if it isn't walls yeah. and bridges, we might talk about the, wind, pla- the wind force, John, wind and then you can talk about the trees. The trees. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Just uh, pat- the hard trees, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about wind, anyway. Yeah. But the, uh, the wind farm, that will please. I came through that area during the week and there's still a lot of signs up saying up, yeah. no wind farm here. It's, it's down in, in you know, Brian's Bridge and Bridgestone. Um, uh, a local East Clare wind farm, a lobby group have warned it has won the ba- one battle, but may have to fight another one. If a company appeals the refusal of planning permission for eight proposed wind turbines near Bridgestone, Clare County Council refused planning permission for the wind farm at very big, citing problems with its visual impact, noise and disturbance for local residents. RWE Renewables Islands submitted a planning application to construct eight wind turbines with a blade tip height of 169 metres to 176 metres, a hub height range from 102 to 110 metres, and a rotor diameter of 138 metres to the the GA pitch. So uh, it appears anyway that um, uh, Clare County Council have turned it down so that they probably go to one board to another. Okay, so yeah. I think you could argue it should have gone to board Planada in the first place. Yeah, no, John, yeah. 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 It was always probably going to go to board Planada. I'll, I'll, I'll just uh, before we go, well, I'll, I'll quote a thing here from one of the group. A group of the, uh, the group hope other communities in similar situations take solace from our initial victory and rally together to protest. To Protest, protect their own communities. It's not the size of the dog in the fight, but it's the size of the fight of the dog. <laughs> yeah, we've only a couple of minutes left. Pat Burke, our local, one of county our local councilor, county councillors, yeah. has raised the question of the ash dieback. Now, he says he has 17 hectares. That's a significant uh, acreage, 17 hectares yes. uh, of uh, loss has destroyed his plantation. So he's raising the question that, and by the way, if you've got to get permission to... To, 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 to remove it. To remove mm. it. And, um, and he's saying there should be an emergency brought in now to get rid of it so that you can remove the trees affected by dieback. Mm. And a, a colleague of his is saying as well, and that's the end of 
the observation on, yeah. on this. They can it, hardly refuse permission to to. Will they will they refuse to give compensation? Dead trees, old dead. Well, there's, there's David, that's that's David, the David issue: compensation. Well, and you you'd support that though, wouldn't Porrick, you? I think we're getting a one-sided view of this. We we're not told why the department are not allowing. Uh, does anybody know why the department has not allowed? I had an interview uh, for Intellectual laziness. I had an interview with that John... That could be so. I had an interview with John Torpy uh, on, on, on Ash Dybeck, and I was down in his forest, and he was there on the... This, yeah. And he said that, he, he said that they, they don't really know, because Ash Dybeck isn't old, and they don't, they don't, the department don't know what, what, what to do. That's right. Well, uh, that could be the reason, but what we need to see in the papers is... Why, officially, what is the story from okay. the department? Yeah. Just one or two things before we finish as, as we wind up. TV debut for Tullas Amy McNamara. That's in the page three of the living section of the Clare Champion. Fiona has a piece there about her. She's uh, featured in a TG Cahar music show. The main paper, John, I think so. Oh, yeah. And she, paper, not to live in. No, she's in the, yeah, she's yeah. In the Echo that, as well, page 19. Oh, sorry, so fair play to her. Yeah. And uh, there's headline acts unveiled for the Mount Shannon Arts Festival. The great oh, photograph yeah. there, Jim. It and is. The, the socks and the frying pan, they're, they're fabulous school. They're from Innes, the, 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 the hazes. I have them at the time of the flare in Innes. Yes. And she's a fabulous school. Mm. Well, they're just pulling into Mount Shannon Harbour yeah. here in a boat. So, anyway, page two and the living section, if you want to read that. Mountshannonarts.ie for yeah. the full layout. John, you wanted to mention Owen Gunning. I, I looked at the match, like yourselves, okay, on television. The minor match and the, the had victory. You, had you to pay it? I didn't pay for it. That's the thing at all. But the captain of the... And we congratulate the actual uh, uh, Clare minor, minor team. team winning this... Uh, unexpected to an extent um, and the captain of the team Owen uh, Gunning. Uh, Gunning from Broadford a student of the college beyond proud to associate with him and well well done it was a great performance John uh, I don't think it was unexpected I, 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 no, the, the, the people involved in the team expected him to win that did they? they did, yeah. no. hmm. so that was it it's yeah. a lovely photograph and who, Owen, who, who, did the they, who did they beat John? they beat uh, now I'd whisper it. <laughs> yeah. Cork. What you Cork, John? Cork, Cork, Cork is going through a very bad patch <laughs> at the moment. You know, the gay, the girls are letting us down. The men, the miners, you name it. And it's a free begin, for all. And John, we're meeting again on next Monday night in the under twenty in, in the Gaelic Grounds final. Final. See you all there. And then you'll be able to watch them in a few weeks <laughs> on RTE, John. You won't have to pay for it. <laughs> the senior yeah, the senior on, on, yeah. on Sunday week. Two other stories which really we haven't any time to touch. We touched on one the fecal broadband, the, the national broadband plan are starting. Are starting in the fecal, presumably the fecal rural area. Yeah. And also, uh, uh, Deer Cull was requested by 80% of respondents to a survey uh, in the Cahar region. Yeah, I think so we should come back to that Maybe next we week. come back to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, listen folks, we've rushed through, uh, we've had a lot of ground covered today, and well done to all of you for that. And I think we've given a fair account of what's in the newspapers, but don't rely on us, no. go out and buy the Clare Champion or 
pick up a copy of the Clare Echo or take uh, and you'd want to be quick to pick up a copy of the Echo because uh, it was a four or five are gone yes. so. you can also talk about uh, GA Go you can subscribe to uh, the premium version of the Clare Echo where you can read everything that's in it yeah. anytime and you get want get news faster than you would yeah. and it's updated during the week anyway many thanks to everybody uh, today John S thank you very much you're welcome Jim and Pat thanks, thank Jim. you Pat and David Jim I'm exhausted <laughs> <laughs> and Luke many thanks Luke not oh, well, just for uh, contributing but also for engineering you know, we'll try and keep you under control keep, keep did, going anyway you did yeah. very well and uh, Pat what are we going to play out on today well I know I won the Donald the Euro contest but so uh, it's a kind of a Euro song contest week anyway so we'll have um, uh, one of our winners rock and roll kids from uh, Charlie McGettigan and Paul Harrington lovely yeah. excellent choice Okay, thank you very much uh, to all our listeners for tuning in today. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again next Sunday at 2 p.m. So for now, from us, goodbye and God bless. We were the rock and roll kids. Rock and roll was all we did. And listening to those songs on the radio.